fiery horse with the speed of light, the cloud of dust, and the hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. Lone Ranger and Tonto had left Frontier Town after leading the capture of a number of crooks. They planned to call on their friends Mustang Mag in Missouri. As they neared the ranch house, they heard Mag's voice, and Mag was angry. That Mag, Kimishabi. Something's going on in there. Who's oh, on oh, on oh. Poor Missouri. I hate to walk in on one of their arguments. <laughs> She's been threatening Missouri with that skillet for as long as I can remember. <laughs> oh, oh, Mag, not fool this time. Easy, big fella. Come on, Toto. Mag, what have you done? Hey, it's our mask, friend. Look, look at what Mag's done. She cracked that armory right on the top of the statue with a skillet. Take a look at him, Tonto. See how badly he's hurt. Oh, he had it coming, the skin flint. We heard it outside. We thought you'd hit Missouri. Oh, my. No, no, I couldn't have stood a crack like Mag gave that him. Not even with my hat on. I figured his hat would take up most of the blow. Oh, him only knocked out. Him not hurt bad. That'll teach him not to come around here unloading worthless, no-good mining stock. 
on a poor, helpless, unsuspecting critter like me. What? Helpless, he says. Uh, who is this man? He calls himself Fenimore Tubbs. <laughs> and a slicker talker you never heard. Oh, uh, that is Fenimore Tubbs. Uh, you've heard of him? Yes, Missouri. You say he sold you interest in a gold mine, Maggie? Half interest. I should have been suspicious when he was willing to sell out such a big interest for only $200. But he was a slick talker. Yeah, come here, come here today, telling Mag the mine had petered out to nothing. But he had another proposition. I didn't let him get started with his slick talk. I talked first. Told him to hand over my $200, or else. (laughs) Or else means a skillet. He didn't have the $200. He got it. The skillet, I mean. Mag, a lot of people have been swindled by tubs. He probably sold interest in the gold mine to a dozen people. Sold each one half interest. But, Dad Ratted, he couldn't do that. There's only two halves in a hole. As long as his project fails, doesn't matter how much of it he sells. No one expects any profit. I think... You... You was going to say something? Meg, I've just thought of something. This man has avoided jail for a long time because he's a smooth talker. Well, what about it? You know about Joe Jolly's pedometer. Joe wants to organize a company to manufacture and sell the device. Hmm. I wonder if my plan would work. <laughs> Worth trying. What's your plan? Mag, uh, where is the gold mine stock you bought from Tubbs? Right there in the table drawer. Now let me borrow it. I'm going to show it to Judge Knott at Frontier Town. He owns the bank. Yes, and he can be a big help. Hello, take Tubbs to our camp. Hold him there until I join you. The Lone Ranger helped lift Fenimore Tubbs to the back of Tonto's horse, then went into Frontier Town to call in a few of his friends while the Indian took the unconscious confidence man into camp. In the meantime, a swarthy individual with the features of a half-breed and a man whose face wore an unmistakable prison pallor approached the community from another direction. Breed, are you sure Fenimore Tubbs was heading for Frontier Town? Si, senor. There is no doubt of it. Every time I think of that scheme and sidewinder, I get riled up. With his slick talking, he can steal hundreds of dollars. But me, I get caught trying to steal ten dollars and spend six months in jail for it. Patience, amigo. Soon we will have many times ten dollars. And we will if Tubbs don't get lynched and if he manages to skin the same people twice. Yeah, we wait and watch, amigo, while the fat one does all the work. Then when Tubbs is ready to leave... We step in and take the money from him. In Frontier Town, the Lone Ranger, despite his mask, was accepted by Judge Knopp, Joe Jolly, and several others as a friend. The judge was also owner of the bank, and it was in his office that he met the masked man. Yes, indeed. I'm convinced that Joe Jolly's device has tremendous possibilities. But it takes money to get into production on an article like the pedometer. Yes, that's what I thought. I've helped Joe organize a company. But cash is needed before there can be any further expansion. Why won't the townspeople buy shares in the company? Well, you know how it is. People admire the pedometer. They think it's clever. Yes, it certainly is. Everyone admits that. But when it comes to investing cash, well... Neither Joe nor I have the persuasive powers of the salesman. I've seen confidence men unload utterly worthless stock on smart people here in town. 
But when it comes to investing in something worthwhile... Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Judge not look at this. Does this stock certificate look familiar? It was bought by Mustang Mag. It represents half interest in a gold mine. Oh, a great gem mine. I, um, I bought stock in that mine. Oh, how much stock? <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit it, but it seemed like a good proposition when it was described. I bought half interest. Then you and Mustang Mag are supposed to be the sole owners. But I think investigation will prove that Fenimore Tubbs sold 50% of the mine to many others. That crook, he pledged me to absolute secrecy. Of course he did. If you compared notes with some of the people in town, you'd realize that you'd been swindled. I see. Uh, Judge Knott, Tubbs is coming back to Frontier Town. He should be in jail. Yes, perhaps he should. But he does have a lot of ability. Ability that can be used. You say he's on his way back to Frontier Town. How do you know? Because he's in my camp right now. Judge not. I'll tell you my plan. If you like it, you can go with me to call on Joe Jolly. Beside this creek, I've been trying to figure things out. Well, my friend know you, Fenimore Tubbs. Him know you, Crook. Well, that makes it all the more difficult to figure out his motives. If he intended bodily harm, he'd hardly have rescued me from the clutches of that... That woman. If he wanted to turn me over to law, though, of course, her law is nothing on me, he wouldn't have brought me to this camp. Well, him come back plenty soon. You ask him questions. Yeah, who is your friend? You not know him. Why do you say that? I know many people. My acquaintances extend from here to the Pecos. You look over there. Friend, come now. Yeah, he's on that white horse. Ah. He's masked. That's right. I've fallen in the hands of outlaws. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh. Who is that masked man? Oh. How, Kimasabi? Aye. Very big fellow. Well, how's the prisoner, Tonto? Him all right. My dear sir, I've been trying to explain to your Indian companion... But despite my clothing, I have no money. Save it, Tubbs. I, I can pay nothing for my freedom. You have something that's worth a lot more than money. I? Yes. You have the ability to sell. All you need is something to peddle. You can get all the money you want. You, uh... I know you. You swindled Mustang Mag with worthless mining stock. But... You but... sold Judge Knott's stock in the same mine. Also Milo Phillips, Joe Jolly... A number of others in Frontier Town. But I... You knew when you sold them stock in the Great Gem Mine that it was worthless. You... You know... You sold every one of them 50% interest in that mine and pledged everyone to secrecy. If the mine had been worth anything, a dozen people would have tried to collect half interest in it. Well, I... Uh, I made a few mistakes. Yes, and your biggest mistake was in returning to the vicinity of Frontier Town. My dear sir, if you would but let me explain... I made a mistake. I should have made out those certificates for 5% instead of 50. I didn't know at the time that the great gem would prove a poor investment. I acted in good faith. Believe me, sir. I don't believe a word you say. I came back to this community to make restitution. I came back to replace stock in the great gem with stock in the... In the Galconda. You saw that stock? Yes, we inspected your carpet bag. Oh, you were going to give shares in the Galconda in exchange for the worthless great gem, plus a certain amount of cash. Isn't that it? Well, I... Uh, that Dubs, is... you're a piker. What? 
Well, you could probably work your list of victims a second time and get away with it. You're slick enough. But why don't you make a real clean-up while you're at it? What? What do you mean? Have you heard of Joe Jolly's pedometer? No. Everyone in Frontier Town knows of it. And there's nothing fraudulent about it. You say pedometer? Yes. It's an instrument a little larger than a watch. It's worn on a belt or tied to a leg. It operates automatically to measure the distance a man walks. You don't say. Yes, here's one. Look at it. Each stride is counted. Now, these figures show about how far you've walked. Mm. Wouldn't it be easier to sell stock in this than in a gold mine no one has seen? What? Why, sir, this is a gold mine. Well, Joe Jolly is not much of a businessman. He's uh, given me a letter authorizing the sale of stock in the company that is to manufacture this pedometer. Now, you tubs are a salesman. Do you want to go to work? Selling stock in the pedometer company? Yes. You can do it honestly. Uh, what's in it for me? Uh, here are stock certificates ready to be filled in as you sell them. Jolly wants to sell 49% interest in the pedometer. When that's been done, we'll talk about your commission. I see. Very well. Sir, I'd like to see your face. I think I'd find you a man after my own heart. Uh, uh, shall we say, uh, an opportunist. <laughs> uh, how did you get permission to sell this kind of stuff? <laughs> we'll not exchange confidences just yet. Very well. I'll come here to my camp each evening and report your progress. And remember this, Tubbs. Don't try any crooked deals. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Continue our story. Fenimore Tubbs moved into Frontier Town with a certain amount of uneasiness. He didn't know how he'd be received by those to whom he had previously sold interest in a worthless gold mine. He was reassured when he talked to Sally Phillips and her father Milo, publisher of the Southwest Bugle. Yes, indeed, Tubbs. It's certainly fine to see you again. We were speaking about you the other day. Wondering when we'd hear more about the gold mine. Uh, you uh, mean the great gem? Yes. I hope you didn't spread the word of your investment, Mr. Phillips. Uh, now, Tubbs, you know you can trust a newspaper man. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Has the mine begun to pay off? Miss Phillips, uh, 
I'm sorry to tell you that I was deeply disappointed in the great jail. But I, uh, I lost a lot of money in that piece of worthless property. You lost money? Well, if the gem isn't any good, what about my investment? Yeah, that's why I'm here, Phillips. Uh, I want no one to suffer loss because of having trusted me. Uh, I wish to preserve the name of Fenimore Tubbs as one that implies honesty and fair dealing. I've been heartsick over the loss. But now, now I come to you with good news. Good news? Ah, yes, yes, indeed. I'm going to let you in on the ground floor. I have here a letter authorizing me to represent the Joe Jolly Pedometer, the marvel of the age. Well, it's clever, all right, but when it comes to investing money... Phillips, to see the possibilities of the pedometer, you must be a man of vision. Uh, Let me tell you what the future holds. At the present time, we think little of distance. We measure distance in hours of travel. But with the pedometer, we can measure miles. Yes. How would you like to have a portion of every dollar that's been spent for a watch or a compass? Think, man. Think of the possibility. Fenimore Tubbs painted a glowing picture of the possibilities in the pedometer. When he left the office of the newspaper, he had with him a substantial sum of money for which he had given a certificate of stock. His next call was at the bank, where he visited Judge Knott. Tabs, are you sure you're not trying to sell me something like the great gem gold mine? Judge Knott, you know Joe Jolly. You know about his pedometer. Mm. Very good, but I have little cash to invest. As Jolly's representative, I'm in a position to let you in on the ground floor. that the great gem gold mine wasn't worth nothing at all? I'm sorry about that, Jim, but I shall make good. I'm going to give you an opportunity to invest your money in a great idea. Tubbs visited the people who had bought stock in his fraudulent gold mine and sold each one stock in the newly organized company that was to manufacture the pedometer, pledging each one to secrecy. His activities were closely watched by a squint-eyed half-breed who hung around town. After three days, the breed and Pete met in the Bright Lights Cafe. Breed, I just told up the people you say Tubbs is called. Uh, Enjoy when it is possible. I watch through windows to see what goes on while Tubbs is talking. Yeah, I see. Tubbs has done very well for us. It's about time we collected that cash. Senor Tubbs goes each evening to a camp in the hills, I know. I have followed him. That he meets two others. Two others? He, one is an Indian, the other was a Mexican. Oh, that makes it just right. <laughs> Tubbs is in coach with a couple of crooks. We take the cash and Tubbs and his pals get the credit for stealing them. All we gotta do is make sure we kill those three and hide the bodies where they'll never be found. That is it, amigo. We go tonight, eh? Get the money, then we shoot to kill. We go right now. Come on, Breed. Lead the way to that camp. Can you find it, madame? Milo Phillips was also in the Bright Lights Cafe. He sat at the table with Jim Lawson. Then I figure on building the second story on the house and putting a couple of rooms up there. <laughs> How's that sound to you, Milo? Well, Jim, you're talking big. <laughs> Maybe so. I knew you had a little cash saved up, but nothing to warrant the expansion you are talking of. Did somebody die and leave your fortune? 
Nope. I, I got a pretty good investment. Investment? Seems to me I remember you saying a man that invested money in anything but a bank was local. Hilo, I'm going to tell you something confidential. Yes. I own half interest in Joe Jolly's pedometer. What? Don't take on so, Milo. Promise to keep it a secret. You bought stock from a man named Tubbs? Yeah. How'd you know? Braggy golly, if that don't beat all... Fifty percent, you say? Yep. Uh, Jim, there's something wrong. If you own fifty percent and I own fifty percent, what's left for Jolly? You? Uh, come on. We're going to talk to the banker. Judge uh, He's right over here. I was pledged to keep my mouth shut, too. Say, Jim, did you buy stock in a mine called the Great Jim? Yeah. Uh, that scheming crook. Well, hello there, Milo. Howdy, Jim. Uh, Judge, listen to me. There's times when a man should keep a secret and times when he should talk. This is one of the latter. What do you mean, Milo? Jim Lawson owns half of Jolly's pedometer. Half? Tubbs came to me with a letter from Jolly authorizing him to make a deal for stock. He sold me half interest, too. I bought 10% of it. Well, that's 110%. That can't be. I'm going to find out about this. If Jolly's been putting a slick one over on us, we're going to run him out of town. I'll go with you, Milo. Don't act too hasty. I wonder how many others in town have bought a share in that pedometer. I'm going to find out. So you dealt with Tubbs? Why, yes. I bought 50% interest in the pedometer. I bought 30% interest. That crook. He told me I'd own 40%. You come with us. We're calling on Joe Jolly. Come on, Joe. Open the door. Hurry it up, Jolly. We want to talk to you. Joe, these people here... Craig Day, what's going on here? What sort of a committee is this? Where's that crooked confidence man you sent to swindle us? We want Fenimore Tubbs. Boys, boys, just a minute. What's the trouble? You and that pedometer. We've all bought interest in it, and the cat's out of the bag. So far, we've found that you've sold 300% interest. Where's Fenimore Tubbs? We're going to get our money back or string him up. You along with him, Jolly. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, boys. Don't be hasty. Give Joe a chance to explain things. Boys, boys, listen to me. I was told something like this might happen, and I was told what to do when it did happen. All right, it's happened. What are you going to do? I'm going to take you boys to Fenimore Chug. You'll hear from the man who's with him in camp. The Lone Ranger and Tonto sat with Tubbs by the campfire. Well, I've just completed my work in town. I think I've raised enough cash to take care of promoting the pedometer. You've done well, Tubbs. Better than I expected. Did you uh, do it honestly? My dear sir, you question my integrity. Haven't I turned the cash over to you each evening? For that cash, you've sold 49% interest in the pedometer company. Is that right? Well, uh, yes, that's right. Now, uh, we split the cash and disappear. Is that it? No, that isn't it. No, but I thought... When you turn the cash over to Jolly, he'll pay you a commission for selling the stock. What the hell? Well, I thought... 
with you in that mask. You didn't think the deal was honest? Well, uh... Tubbs, it's a perfectly straightforward deal. Unless you handled it differently than you were told. Well, I, I, uh... If you're holding out any money for... My dear, sir. Hey, what's this? Who are these men? Hold it. All three of you. Shoot at the first move. Well, you'd better do as they say, Tonto. There's a drop on us. Oh, it's heavy. You show good sense, senor. Now we relieve you of the cash you carry. Just a minute, Breed. We'll search the fat one first. No, no, please. I have no money. Shut up, Tubbs. Find out for myself. He has the money. The masked man has the money. I gave it to him. <laughs> that, senor, is a warning. Keep your hands still in your mouth quiet. We'll search the masked man when we're through with you. Now hold still. And that goes for you, too. I your horse. Our friends from town are about due. You two made a big mistake in coming here. Maybe it's going to come this way. All right, take him, fellow. No, 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 That's it. Take him, no, 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 Oh, just a minute. Listen to me. Don't quiet down, boys. Listen to the mouse man. Those men on the ground came to steal your money. The money you invested in the Jolly Pedometer. I've been swindled. I want my money back. Any one of you who wants his money back can have it. But first, you'll listen to me. Joe Jolly wanted to raise cash to manufacture and market the pedometer. He authorized the sale of 49% of his stock. 49%? I bought 50%. Quiet, quiet. Let me go on. Tubbs here has been a confidence man. He's a crook, but he does have imagination. He made every one of you see the possibilities in the pedometer. Now, isn't that true? Yeah. I discussed Tubbs with Judge Knott. That's true. I agreed that Tubbs could sell stock to raise the cash Joe Jolly needed. Tubbs misrepresented the price of the stock. He sold ten shares for the price of one. I bought 50% interest. And so did I. Milo... You can have 5% instead of 50. So can Jim. Hank bought 30%. He'll keep 3 instead of 30. Man, this can be adjusted so you'll all have a fair share in the pedometer. Now, if any of you want to back out, you may do so. Bubs was dishonest in dealing with you. He wanted to make a quick cleanup. He expected to run away with your money. But Tubbs gave you a true picture of the future possibilities of the pedometer. And that picture hasn't changed. What the masked man said before is right. I'll trade my stock for a new certificate showing the amount I really bought. Well, the pedometer sounds good. I'd like to own part of it. I'll keep whatever interest I can get. Boys, we'll go back to town and hold a stockholders meeting after we put Tubbs in jail. And those unconscious thieves along with him. Jail? Wait, listen. Tubbs. Tubbs, you had a chance to go straight. I warned you to stay honest. With that mask, I, I thought... Well, how was I to know that you were on the level? I thought the idea was to get cash fast and clear out. I thought you were a crook. Oh, steady, big fella. One cellar. Up the top. To that man a crook? <laughs> Tubbs? That's the Lone Ranger. Oh, oh.
script is a copyrighted feature originated by George W. Trendle. This story was written by Fran Stryker. The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs> 